0: very very carefully hey it's me again eat him up enjoy hello and welcome to fall the leaves are changing and temperatures are dropping at least here in chicago i doubt they are in nashville <laughs> but this <laughs> week we are discussing gina prince by the woods new film the woman king but before we get into that let's introduce ourselves and tell the world what is your favorite piece of fall media
1: well i'm gonna be quite honest Fall is kind of a new concept to me because (laughs) growing up in South Texas, fall truly doesn't exist. The closest (laughs) thing that we have to like a fall activity really is just Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) And Thanksgiving used to be my favorite holiday, like, like when I was a kid growing up. And so because of that, I have the most basic answer possible when you to ask what's your favorite fall media? um that is the thanksgiving episodes of friends i there's i've seen them a million times um especially the one where both monica and joey get a turkey stuck on their head that's my favorite episode it's the best one and yeah when i think of fall that is the first thing that pops into my mind
0: that is hilarious um i'm lucas Wright from chicago i would say i also think of tv but for me it is the entire uh show gilmore girls um sure uh, that i have never lived in the in the northeast uh, (laughs) um but i have family there and i just picture that being fall um and so the whole show doesn't take place in the fall it feels just like fall to me so every time i watch gilmore girls i think cozy sweaters a fire tea all of those kinds of things. So, so do, you,
1: do you classify yourself as a Gilmore Girls fan?
0: I am a Gilmore Girls fan, for sure. Okay. 100%. Got it. I have seen the show. It's probably one of the shows that I've seen the most, whatever you call wow. that. <laughs> I've rewatched it the most.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, new news about me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about The Woman King, we definitely want to talk about something we've either discovered or rediscovered throughout this week. So, Sandra, tell us what you're feeling.
1: So this week I have kind of rediscovered an album that came out in 2021. So just a year ago, um, but that is the album "Reverie" from Ben Platt, the Broadway's Ben Platt. Um, and the reason I've been re-listening to this album is because I got to see Ben Platt in concert on Sunday night. Ooh! Um, it, I, I don't go to many concerts these days, but <laughs> this one I, you know, made my made myself you know, go out on the town for. And it was so great. Um, You know, Ben Platt is not a huge pop star, but this is a great pop album. And also I just want to say about the concert specifically, like I had kind of low expectations for this concert. Again, this wasn't like when I got tickets to see Harry Styles and I like was so like could beyond excited. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, This is someone I was like, Oh, I was a fan. I found some cheap tickets But because he is from Broadway, his voice was so stunning that it was just like, (laughs) yeah, we need to be paying to go see people like this in concert more often because they really they can clearly deliver live vocals. Um, And so he he did an amazing job. But this album I've had so much fun with. Um, Three of my favorite songs on the album are I Want to Love You But I Don't, a very relatable feeling that I've I've been there. Um, Leave My Mind, which is an a fantastic breakup song. And then the song that I really want to talk about is called Dance With You. There are a select few songs that you want to dance to that are also lyrically about dancing, right? Yeah. And they're all from the that category, that genre, um, there are specific ones that are so good and important that, like, when they come on and when you dance to them, it is – you reach, like, a spiritual plane where you're like, <laughs> I am a human and I was made to dance, you know?
0: And 50% of those are Carly Rae Jepsen, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, here's – interesting. The two that come to mind um, are the, the number one, which is I Want to Dance with Somebody when is Houston. Yep. Um, number two is Dancing on My Own by Robin. Um, when either of those come on at like any dance event I'm at, like the crowd goes wild. We sing every word to the song. Of course. You feel like, you feel all your feelings. And I will say dance, what is, sorry, what is it called? <laughs> dance <laughs> With You. <laughs> I always get the title mixed up. It doesn't have a great title. Dance With You by Ben Platt though, is my number three now. Um, It's such a great song about, Wanting to dance with someone Very similar to I Want to Dance with Somebody
0: Cause if I'm gonna dance I wanna dance with you
1: has such a fantastic chorus, and um, I, rom-coms are built around this song in my mind. I, I love it so much.
0: Nice. I have not checked out Ben Platt's uh, album at all, and so I will probably have to do that.
1: And I definitely, like I said, the three songs I listed, yeah. to me those are the top three of the album. There's okay. a lot that's good on the album, um, but those are like the ones that I continually keep coming back to
0: awesome yeah i'll check that out what's the name of the album again reverie reverie ben platt's reverie all right
1: what are you into these days
0: um so i (laughs) uh youtube has been a big uh thing for me recently and i have gotten down a huge rabbit hole of like productivity uh apps
1: (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> oh, we all go through that phase. Yes, yes.
0: Um, so for the last year, I've actually been using Notion, which is a web-based productivity app that allows you to, you know, set up all all the normal productivity things, set up to-do lists, manage databases. Um, I use it as a journal, um, and I've tried a lot of different productivity tools in the past. And what I really love about Notion is that it's just all in one place, um, and that you have just have the ability to set it up kind of however you want. So. I have used Todoist in the past as my uh, kind of task list checklist. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used Google Docs, uh, Notes app, uh, the Bear app, all for note-taking, planning, stuff like that. And having everything in Notion has been really great. It's fully customizable to really be able to set it up however you use uh or whatever you need for productivity it's able to handle it which is what i really like about it everybody manages their life differently i really enjoy um kind of the block based formatting of 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 using notion i've looked into some other apps like setting up uh some of the second brain stuff that obsidian does um i think for me the thing about notion is that it's very simple and it is very clean looking. And so it doesn't have a lot of visual customizations that you can do. But everything feels, um, very, I think, very Apple-like. Long term, I would love to have everything in the Notes app. That's really where I would love to do stuff. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I, I, Notion really fills that gap for me, really, in the short so term.
1: I personally live my life in the Apple Notes app yeah um, like my, my everything is there and so what does notion do for you that notes app doesn't?
0: I think be able to manage things within other things <laughs> so I have a lot of notes that I want to put other notes inside of um not necessarily just folders um, okay. but starting to organize even like Kanban boards and stuff like that um, I think are, are really helpful for me being able to move notes into different statuses and stuff like that Again, okay all of that is something that you can kind of hack together together within the notes app um but it's not really made for any of that sure
1: sure like and i said long
0: term i would love to have all of those features in the notes app because that is that has been the history of my <laughs> of my organizational yeah. life so it's all there and i would just love to, to move that over but
1: um are you using notion solely as a personal tool or are you also using it at work
0: solely as a personal tool just for okay. myself
1: yeah obviously like there's i'm sure incredibly personal things so you would never do this but I'm so nosy i w- i would love to get in there and see like what you got going on you know like but I feel that about everyone's organizational <laughs> lives like i just i don't want to read your journal i want to yeah. <laughs> see every how everything's organized you know
0: yeah totally I, I i think one of the other things that notion does really a really good job of is set setting up um kind of shared Um, Mm -hmm. spaces. Um, Now, for big teams and, you know, being able to have multiple people edit and stuff like that, there's a whole plan that you can get on that costs money for the free version you can share pages with people but there's not a shared editing capability i've actually set up my portfolio in notion to Mm. where it's just a page that i can link to um and just have that be my quote-unquote web (laughs) page um so it's a lot there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do with it so i'll i'll send some stuff over to you just to to (laughs) kind of see what that looks like but it's very simple
1: (laughs) i I will download it i i'll yeah. Nothing will hold me back from downloading an app and yeah, seeing yeah. what it looks like. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. It is all web based, so it, again, just like Notes app, it's great to be able to have it on your desktop and your, you know, iPhone at the same time. Cool. Um so it's I, I've really enjoyed it. But um I think long term, again, notes app is really really okay. the love of my life. So <laughs> here's my
1: last question about it. Does it have any iOS widgets so that you can like see notes on the home screen? and not just click the icon that
0: is a great question i haven't actually looked into that okay. my assumption would be yes
1: i've been doing that with that with the notes app mm-hmm. is they have a widget where you can see like the three most recent notes like yeah. just the headlines and having those easy access into them you know like my to-do list my shopping list yeah. whatever
0: yeah you that know? makes sense my mo- three most recent notes are usually just chaos so there <laughs> it's not helpful at all so sure sure <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's Notion. It's available in the App Store um, of, on for iOS and Android, um, as well as for the Mac app. And you can use it web-based. So if you're just uh, want- wanting to live your life on the edge, you can go to Notion.com. So...
1: <laughs> Are you in for...
0: Let's move on to our in or out section. This is a section we haven't done in quite a while. One, because I don't feel like we've had a, a really great uh, season of trailers um, sure. over the summer. Now that we're entering fall, we're entering um, awards season. Now's when the trailers are coming. So we're are you ready to jump back into... <laughs> to tra- trailer uh, yeah. reviews. <laughs> I'm so.
1: so ready for it. I love trailers.
0: Uh, they they're really the best. So, let's start off with Babylon. This is Damien Chazelle's uh new movie. Starring fourth movie? Is that right? I that I almost said third movie and then I was like I don't actually know. I think um it's fourth. Whiplash was his first one, right?
1: Whiplash, La La Land, First Man.
0: Yes. That's so forth yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this stars Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, um, Jane Smart, Olivia Wilde, S- uh, Samara Weav- Weaving. Which I have to say, casting Samar- Samara Weaving and Margot Robbie in the same movie, I, 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 I really hope they're playing sisters or twins or something like
1: that. Okay, so very similarly, Margot Robbie is cast in the Barbie movie with um, what's her name that also looks just like her. What? Let's see, but it's not Samara Weaving. It's yeah. another actress that looks just like her.
0: I remember yeah. there being three of them. Um, yeah,
1: it's the girl but... from Sex Education. What is her name?
0: I'm Emma Mackey. Yes. Yes. Um, are they, are they playing anybody related? I don't know how that Barbie Barbie movie is going to work. No one knows
1: exactly (laughs) who's playing what. So like, I think the dream is that she's playing like a skipper, right? Like a skipper. Oh, that's, that's Barbie's little sister is skipper. Oh, okay. (laughs) You've got
0: the Barbie lingo down. (laughs) You weren't an eight year old girl. I I was not.
1: (laughs) Um, Yes. Skipper is famously Barbie's little sister. Famously
0: yes yes common knowledge so, yeah
1: I, I i agree i appreciate us like playing whenever there are like doppelganger celebrities we need to take advantage of it
0: i 100 percent agree if they're just playing two different people in this movie that aren't connected in any way i'm gonna be very disappointed
1: yeah
0: though <laughs> so, um yeah so how'd you feel about the movie you mean the trailer i mean the trailer <laughs> yes <laughs> you didn't you didn't watch it the whole link was there <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: sure yeah i missed out yeah. um let me tell you, I was fascinated by this trailer. Um, it got me thinking about Damien Chazelle as a director and how none of his movies are perfect. You no. know, like yeah. I think every movie of his I've come away, maybe Whiplash was like, I don't I don't think I had any main complaints about Whiplash. Whiplash was fantastic, but um there I always come away being like, huh, this part of it didn't work. But regardless of that they're always like beautiful and fascinating and just like these and I'm, they're so ambitious you know yeah um which is why i do love him as a director and what i love about this trailer is that it's it's promising a wild ride <laughs> and yes. I'm really ready for a wild ride. So, so sign me up for Babylon.
0: A hundred percent. I think, yeah, this is, it really, like, looking at the trailer, it gets into the early days of the chaotic nature of Hollywood, <laughs> um, which is, you know, the titular ba- Babylon. Um, I think he, as someone who I think is, in my mind, still young and new to Hollywood, I am very interested to hear his his take on it. I mean, what is he, like, 38 um 37 something like that um and again only have made four movies but I also think I really have enjoyed his like you said his filmmaking has been for me at the same level as like Jordan Peele where it's like every time no matter how I feel about the movie itself I'm like you are a director you are very good at your job you are making me feel like I am at an event I am at a I'm at a movie when I'm watching a Damien Chazelle uh movie. So I'm very excited for this. I want Margot Robbie to win an Oscar at some point, And I think this could be uh her first nomination.
1: Wow, that would be really exciting.
0: Calling wow. it here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, this I is mean, no, ma- I just need to back that up. She's been nominated twice before. <laughs> she was nominated oh, okay. for Bombshell and Itanya. Let's get her uh, an actual win. This Yeah, 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 <laughs> so. yeah.
1: And if not this, then I mean maybe Barbie can pull it out. <laughs>
0: you don't know how happy that would make me if she wins for barbie but uh yeah. i'm i'm <laughs> that's all i think that's a long stretch
1: <laughs> sure sure um yeah i found this trailer thrilling and it, who knows how good it'll be but like i'll be there opening weekend yeah,
0: absolutely for sure. all right next up we have the long-awaited <laughs> fablemans um from steven soderbergh not steven nope. soderbergh steven spielberg <laughs> very different people <laughs> This is an autobiographical fictional tale um, just about a boy growing up um, in Arizona and falling in love with the movies. From all accounts, this is kind of his story just told um, told through a fictional lens. So this stars Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, um, I think Seth Rogen is in there. This is, I think, I found a boring trailer <laughs> for the most part. I was not into this at all. I do think it will win Best Picture. This will be the movie that we're going to be talking about for the next six months. But mm-hmm. for me, the trailer felt like, man, aren't the movies great? I was like, yes. But I also felt that about Babylon.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, I had the opposite reaction All to right. this trailer. Good. I saw this trailer and I was like, man, aren't the movies great? Steven Spielberg is a magician. And <laughs> I I love that he can bring this like a truly magical quality to whatever he creates including this like in in theory right like we don't know exactly everything that's going to happen in this movie but it's like a, supposed to be kind of about his own childhood and i believe he's a child of divorce and it's you know very americana it's it's about a, it's a coming of age story things that it's a family drama And yet this trailer, what what could just be a simple family drama, this trailer promises like something of epic proportions. And I love that Steven Spielberg can do that. I love that he can like make a movie about a boy and his parents look like the most thrilling story. Um, I was really, really wooed by this trailer i'm excited
0: i i'm positive the movie will be great um for me just the trailer didn't hold up so i'm excited for to actually see this movie because i'm like you said steven spielberg is a magician um and i (laughs) have no doubt that this will blow me away
1: i'm also very likely writing the high still from west side story which i thought was (laughs) a masterpiece
0: (laughs) that's true um, all right, next on the list is Meet Cute. This is a, a Kaylee Coco, Pete Davidson rom-com coming to Peacock. I almost said Peacock Plus. It's not Peacock Plus. Just it's Peacock, right? Coming
1: to Peacock this week, actually. Yes. Um. So I, I want to introduce this one before I get your reaction to this. Lucas, Go for it. Because I was the one who wanted us to talk about it. Um. You know, I, I'm trying to... We've. I know you and I personally have talked about some rom-coms coming out. I'm trying to remember which ones we talked about the trailers for them or not. But, for example, we have Bros coming out soon. Mm-hmm. We have Ticket to Paradise, the Julia Roberts and George Clooney um, movie. And those are two examples of movies that I'm really excited for, really excited by the cast and, and the stories behind them, but that I believe had kind of lackluster trailers. And I remember when those trailers came out, um, thinking like, Oh, this looks cute. This is, looks fine. But also thinking like, you know, it's really hard to do a rom-com trailer. Well, a lot of great rom-coms have bad trailers. Yes. They, they give away the whole story in the trailer. They, they highlight the, they don't highlight the real chemistry. They highlight, you know, the big laughs and, um, so I don't try to judge rom-coms on trailers alone. Um, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. The reason I wanted us to talk about this one is because this is one of the few, and I mean really, truly very few rom-com trailers that I think does a really good job at getting me excited for the movie. Um, how did you feel about this trailer before I continue to talk about it?
0: I think it's a good trailer. And I think having um, a rom-com with a little bit of a genre twist helps with a trailer like that. I think, yeah, so uh, what was the other one? Um, Palm,
1: Palm Springs. Palm
0: Springs, yes. Yeah. I think Palm Springs had a good trailer as well. So I, th- I think that helps it. I think I think Kaylee Coco is really fantastic and is really a charismatic person that can sell almost any movie. I don't like Pete Davidson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Cannot
0: buy him in this movie, but I think the, overall this movie works minus him.
1: The people that are um, done with Pete Davidson, like I mean, there's no, there's gonna be no convincing or yeah. changing that. Yeah. But yeah, um, the, the premise of this is that it seems like a girl um, discovers a way to to time travel and repeat the same night over and over again. And she keeps repeating um, the same night she meets this guy that she's interested in. Um, So very, it seems very similar to Palm Springs in that regard. This trailer just really wowed me. It wowed me by first and foremost, I think Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson have immediate electric chemistry in this trailer. Um, And that is like the most important aspect of a good rom-com, right? Is that you like really believe the chemistry of the two leads. And I think it's so apparent here. Um, Secondly... I think it doesn't give away the plot of the movie. It truly just gives away the yeah. premise. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what the what direction this movie's gonna go. Versus something like Ticket to Paradise, I could probably tell you like exactly what's right. gonna happen in right. Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> um, and then thirdly, it features one of my favorite songs of all time: um, "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow." Um, just like the all-time classic perfect song and it's used so effectively in this trailer i just everyone needs to watch the meet cute trailer because it's a perfect example of like what good trailers can be
0: i agree with you i have absolutely no no <laughs> No, i have no counterpoint to any of that but i also will not watch this movie but i will wow. he- i would love to hear you uh report back and tell us what you think <laughs> so. if
1: this movie is great if i'm like lucas this movie's really good will you watch this movie
0: 100 yeah
1: okay for sure great that's all i need for sure
0: if you're like if you're like this movie is good but not great. I will not watch this movie.
1: <laughs> so, Did you like Palm Springs? I liked Palm
0: Springs. Palm Springs was great. If
1: this movie is as good as Palm Springs... If I think this movie is as good as Palm Springs, will you watch it? Yeah. I okay. will.
0: I will. Great. I will have to figure out how to do that on Peacock.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't have Peacock?
0: I don't have- Why would I have Peacock? What is on uh, Peacock that's great?
1: I live my life on Peacock Are you kidding me? Days.
0: No. Oh, my because gosh. Because Peacock
1: has all the Bravo shows now. Oh... So I don't have to pay for YouTube TV anymore, $60 a month Yeah, yeah. No, just that makes to watch sense. Bravo. I can pay like $10 a month on Peacock.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, well, thank you for indulging me in that. I just, I'm in awe of this trailer and I need people to go watch it.
0: I do feel like 90% of this podcast is just me indulging you. So this is uh... <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: it works out really well for
0: me. All right. You ready to talk about The Woman King? Absolutely. Woman King is uh, Gina Prince-by-the-Wood's new historical Western African drama about the historical kingdom of Dahomey and its female warrior force, the (laughs) Agoji. There we go. Man, did it. Um, (laughs) This uh, is a Viola Davis vehicle, but it also stars Lashana Lynch, John Boyega, and Dusu Mbidu. This comes two years after... Gina Prince-By-The-Wood's last movie, The Old Guard, which came out on Netflix. Um, and this movie is going to theaters and was number one this weekend at the box office on a, I would say, pretty rough <laughs> box office weekend. But still, um, Viola Davis <laughs> heading the box office is much better than uh, what we got with Widows, which <laughs> did terribly. So,
1: Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> Very excited about that. Um, Sandra, I would love to hear about your relationship with Gina prince by the wood before we get into the woman king
1: sure so i definitely we talked about the old guard on this mm-hmm. podcast um and i think the only other movie of hers that i've seen is love and basketball i'm taking a quick look to see if that's correct do you, but I think do you see beyond is, the lights you know Ooh. i never did i think that's her best one yeah i probably should Yeah. So my main relationship with her is from the old guard, which is the most recent thing that she's made. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really liked the old guard, but had a a few issues with it. Just meaning that it felt like it had so much potential that it didn't get to fulfill. Um, But there was also so much of it that I liked. (laughs) Um, I was excited when I heard about this, that she was directing this movie. I think, when I first saw the trailer for The Woman King, I was um, excited that Viola Davis got a role like this and got to like do something really different than what she's normally been able to do in film. Um, but I was nervous that it wouldn't be like a movie that I would love. And then I think finding out that Gina Prince-Bythewood was the director um made me much more excited about it much more like oh maybe this will be a movie that i could really really get into
0: yeah i think for for me all of her movies um have some very interesting things that i wouldn't expect to be in movies like this i feel like a lot of her movies are pretty by the book movies that have very interesting tidbits within them that like like you said i'm like either oh i really wish this could have gone farther i wish you'd you know, dove a little bit deeper into some of these themes or just been like, this This worked <laughs> really well and I'm excited that you were able to put these little tidbits within a movie that um, kind of felt so basic. Um, and I think for for me, like, Beyond the Lights is probably her her best um, mm. of, of, you know, of all those movies. I feel like that one kind of mixes, and it, it being more of like... Um, a romance drama, I think allows a little more of that uh, soap opera, <laughs> I think, aspects of, of a lot of her filmmaking. Sure. Um, it just pairs really well with all of that. So I came in very excited for um, The Woman King, but also I think with some trepidation of like, please let this be good. Please let this be good. <laughs> so.
1: I think my only trepidation was that I think the trailers, at least that I remember, seem very focused on the fighting itself yeah and i was really concerned like that this was going to be a very bloody movie like um again i think before i realized who the director was i was like you know great this movie should exist but like do i want to sit down and watch like two hours of fight scenes you know yeah
0: yeah Um, and going into it also i don't think i realized that this was pg-13
1: yeah i don't think i did either
0: yeah so I just kind of expected it, a war epic movie like this, I expected it to be an R-rated
1: sure, totally. <laughs>
0: gore-fest, really, the entire time. Yeah, so. I mean, we,
1: we, we saw, you know, The Northmen earlier yeah, this yeah. year, and I think I was, like, a little bit like, I liked The Northmen a lot, but if The Northmen had been all of those, you know, scenes, yeah. the battle scenes, yeah. I would have not been a happy camper. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> so tell us what you thought about uh, The Woman King.
1: I went in with, like, I would say medium expectations because of yeah. all the stuff we discussed, right? Like, definitely not low because I knew of the caliber of people that were making this film. But not high because I had the, those trepidations. And I was really blown away. I loved this movie.
0: Nice.
1: Um. Yeah. I There's a lot to love about it, right? But the thing that I love the most is, one, I mean... It, I, there's, it's a tie, I guess, between two things. It's one, getting to see Viola Davis, like, fulfill a role like this. Yeah, It's so unique. And she, like, you all, of course, know she's capable of doing so much. But to see anyone get to do a role like this, but especially Viola Davis, was really, really special and beautiful and empowering. And just like every other adjective that, you know, comes to mind, every other positive <laughs> adjective that comes to mind. It was uh, – it felt like almost – it truly almost felt like an honor to see her work in this way. Yeah. Um. So that – I mean, you just – it's its its own thing that, like, really means a lot about, for this movie. The other thing, though, that I really left the theater in awe of, I love when a movie introduces us to people that you know are going to become stars – when you watch a movie, and you're like, wow, I'm seeing star power be born right now. And I felt that with a lot of people in this movie. Um, but particularly, um, uh, obviously, you know, Thuso Mbedu, M- M- she is like the lead of this film uh, alongside Viola Davis, and she is, she carries the film for having never seen her in anything before, and having zero expectations of her, she carries this film so beautifully. Um, but the person who I could not take my eyes off of, who I mean blew me out of the water, was LaShawna Lynch. Um, she we've seen her in things before, right? And she's always been good, and it wasn't a surprise to see her cast in something like this. Um, but was a surprise was just. How magnetic of a performer she is! I want to. I want a supercut of all of her scenes, just so that I can rewatch them. She was so so good.
0: <laughs> I think No Time to Die for me solidified that like she is a movie star. Someone please give her her own like starring sure. role. I think this movie showed that she is the most charismatic <laughs> person yeah. out there right yeah. now. Like she, I think one of the things that a lot of movies like this that we don't get anymore is a supporting character that you're that is allowed to just take over the whole movie that they give
1: her enough to do exactly yeah to fill
0: up the whole the whole space and she is able to do that in a movie like this um which is just i mean props to everybody but particularly props to um viola davis who like this is her movie and she is kind of uh shepherding this team of people in a way that really opens the door for a lot of people. Um, which is very exciting. But yeah, I think coming out of this, I was like, Lashana Lynch is needs to be in everything immediately. <laughs> I mean so.
1: Yeah, I, I like I will after seeing this movie, like I will be sign me up for everything she stars in after this. Yeah. Like, I, I think
0: I think she's got the Brad the Brad Pitt spark of just like charismatic good-looking can play multiple different types of people like just let her just put her out there and let her run with it because she will she will just bring it all in it's great
1: yeah I mean there's a lot of great things that we can also talk about about this movie but I'm gonna keep coming back to her performance because it was the thing that as I sat in the theater I kept being like waves washing over me of how excited I was by her performance
0: yeah definitely I think for me, um, one of the things that kind of held it back a little bit, I think for me, is the script. I don't know. I would love to see... <laughs> I think uh, later on I will love to like read through the script and see kind of what what's what's there that's, that wasn't shot versus what's there that got maybe edited out. Because yeah. um, I think there there are some story elements that didn't necessarily hold together for me. And I don't know if that's due to just the way it was edited or if it was just supposed to not be fully fleshed out um sure but i think we can get into some of those things more in spoilers but i don't think for me that detracted from the movie at all i thought this was a great pretty basic formulaic movie i think it followed a lot of the same patterns just Mm -hmm. executed really well
1: yeah another thing that i i did really love watching this was i mean this movie the pacing is so perfect like in my opinion it just pushes and pushes and pushes and I never felt its runtime. I always felt in the moment, ready for the next scene, really excited at how things were moving along.
0: I, for me, I felt it felt a little off pace at the beginning. It almost felt mm. rushed a little bit. Um, Interesting. Not in a way that like bothered me. I was just surprised at how quickly quickly it was moving. Yeah. Um, but I, I I agree with you. I, I do feel like the rest of it really lined up. Um, I think there are. Pieces of this that again feel very soap opera esque. Uh, yes. I, is that the soap opera esque? Is that yeah? Operat- uh, soap- op- operatic. Soap operatic. <laughs> soap operatic. Is that a? Yeah. Is that? A, um, that didn't quite I think land for me. Um, yeah. but I don't think that is a like a miscalculation. It's on, on you know on their part. It's just not what I'm into for a story like this. So. Yeah.
1: When we get to spoilers, there's two plot points that that tugged at me in a, in a way that I was like, this isn't necessary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking through the cast here. Another person I do just want to shout out, um, is Adrian Warren. Um, she has a really small role, like comparatively, you know? Yeah. And she is someone else who, she doesn't have like a ton to do. She doesn't have like a ton of dialogue, But every time she was on screen, my eyes were always drawn to her. Yeah. She did so much with her face and with her body language um, that she really, like developed a character with very yeah. little she's
0: got a physicality to her also that just like the way she moves and stuff like that that i yeah. say same same like i didn't recognize her name but i knew who you were talking about and so when i look when i saw her in the in the cast, I was like oh yeah 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 we're thinking I'll about the same person so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and it, to that i think a lot of the physicality in this in this movie is is pretty original i would say <laughs> like yeah. i'm not someone who is you know big into following like you know, uh, choreography like this. But I think a lot of what what we're seeing here, hand-to-hand combat, um, isn't, it's, you know, I, I feel like it's hard to do a lot of original stuff there. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot of movies.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I was really just engaged with, with all of it. And,
1: I mean, this is, this probably goes without saying, right? But it, this is such a unique movie in that there, as far as I know, you know, my, my limited knowledge probably, there aren't... Many stories that are about, like, groups of women, like, training and, like, having this type of, you know, violent isn't even the right word, but, like, combative physicality, right? And it was so, like, astonishing and refreshing to watch. Um, Something that I've seen men do in movies for decades. And to see a movie full of women doing this was um, emotional.
0: Yeah. And I think the two movies that obviously come to mind are Black Panther, um, <laughs> where you, yeah. you, you have a fighting force like that. But sure. I think in, in that movie, to me, it feels less, less brutal and realistic and more dance. Um, yeah. In a, in in a, a good way CGI. that fits that. Yeah, very CGI. But in, yeah. in, a, in a way that fits that movie, it, it, it works there. But sure. it's, it's very different. I think the other one would be Wonder Woman. Um, again, a very, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: very uh, balladic ballet
1: yeah yeah well and also i think what i mean specifically is like like wonder woman like there's definitely movies where there's a soul woman who's like really tough you know yeah. for, and, and training and stuff but to see like a unit of women yeah. and that's, trained together is and, and that's so that's a,
0: that's what i was talking about with the the original battle on mascara at in, in the oh, wonder woman movie which is pretty oh. forgettable overall <laughs> Um, but, like, seeing that kind of physicality, like, those are the only two examples that I have, and they are completely different than a movie like this, where you get to see them, you know, again, working together, and in very physical (laughs) ways. Gruesome. yeah, yeah, um, that is just, it's shocking, but also something that we haven't really seen before, which is always great to see.
1: Okay, I want to bring up something tangentially related. Yeah. Um. Something that I've gotten really into is there is this TikTok account that is um, – it's by – it's hosted by a company that sells um, products related to period pain, like mm-hmm. menstrual cycles. Part of the, One of their gimmicks has been is that they go to, like, these big trade shows or, like, festivals or county fairs or whatever, and they set up a booth. And they have a little machine that they can hook up to your abdomen oh, that yeah. recreates what period pain – feels like i've seen that um yeah and so like the gimmick is that oftentimes they'll use it on men to see like to show men like Mm -hmm. here's what a one feels like they they work from a one to a 10 and most women's period pain is between like a five and a Mm 10 and it's you know very funny for probably women to (laughs) watch these men like really kind like, of losing their minds at like a six and a seven. When yeah. We like live with that on a monthly basis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All of that to say, um it, it is really like it's something that you I always knew, but is really cemented for me that women like live with pain and women know how to endure pain on like a very instinctual level. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think enough movies kind of acknowledge that. Um, and this is a movie that even though it doesn't bring that up specifically, uh, you know, it relates it to period pain, it does spiritually acknowledge that like women are incredibly tough. <laughs> and, and not just like, you know, mental fortitude. Like yeah. I think a lot of things like, oh, you know, mothers, they 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 bear the weight of the world. <laughs> like, no, like they're physically very tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's something that, like like you said, it doesn't relate it to that exactly, but yeah. you go through this seeing exactly, the, like, the effects of the pain of the world on these women, yeah. <laughs> and how they have to bear that, and how it's uh, basically everything else they're going through is is peanuts compared to it, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we have a lot to say in spoilers. I don't know Probably. if you want to skip over to that now. Yep, I'm ready. All right, let's talk spoilers. Before we get started, does
1: anyone want to get out?
0: Are you paying attention? It's your last chance to walk away. Let me tell you what's gonna happen. Now, cracking gas.
1: Spoilers.
0: Remember, you wanted this. Um, walk us through the elements that you felt uh didn't necessarily work for you.
1: Yeah, so the two that just felt, you know, unnecessary and like you said, like a like soap opera-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, the first was the, the king having this, you know, wife that is very jealous of the general and, you know, um, she's the beautiful woman that like yeah. <laughs> is jealous of the, um, you know, woman who's not as who's not as physically beautiful and, you know, feels like it felt very catty. It felt it just felt silly, you know, Um, not to say that that can exist, but it just seemed out of touch for this film, you know?
0: Yeah. I think also um, thematically it felt to me, it didn't feel like they knew exactly what they were saying for that. Yeah. Like what, what's like, what I was the end there to be
1: a twist? Yeah. With, same. <laughs> that wife, like, and, you know, Viola Davis's character joining forces in some way. Right. Yeah. And no, it, it no. never happened. No. <laughs> <laughs> it felt, you know, yeah. Very yeah. cliche. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, it's so clear I don't think that the main character needed to be Viola Davis's daughter. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, the movie didn't need it at all.
0: Yeah. We don't, we don't even get a hint at it until about, I think, almost over halfway through. Yeah. Um, and it just, it feels out of nowhere. And for a little bit, I thought that what, what it was going to do was just introduce the fact, like the surprise was going to be that she had a daughter, period. And that is a lot of her trauma that she's having to deal with not that it was actually going to be her <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that felt tacked on it and it feels like the whole ending is almost about that the whole last couple scenes yeah. is about that relationship and her being the daughter of her rapist and like all of that yeah. that's just like this was not a part of the rest of the movie i don't understand why we're like this is our culmination here <laughs>
1: Yeah, I also don't like what it does. Like when Viola Davis's character is like, I'm gonna go rescue her, right? (laughs) It feels like the only reason she is doing that is because this is her blood daughter. Right. And if it hadn't been her blood daughter, she wouldn't have been that emotionally connected. Yeah. And that weakens the story for me.
0: Same. I think Um, the whole the whole beginning of the movie is like this is your family now. And we right. are a family, and then to make it literal of like, well, we're actually a family, and that's yeah. why this works, <laughs> doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I. It definitely feels like it kind of goes against um, the whole point of the movie. Yeah. I think for me, another element that didn't necessarily hold up. I don't think it was unnecessary. I just think the romance between our main character and the one yeah. dude <laughs> uh, just didn't work well for me at all. It just a- there wasn't a lot of chemistry there. Um, and i have
1: a question for you yeah after so when they're in like the city where the slave trade is happening right mm-hmm. and after he presumably like pays for her and like tucks her away in that room yeah you know and then she wakes up in the middle of the night and like all hell has broken loose yeah and she's in like a bed sheet. yeah is that supposed to imply that they had sex
0: they kissed before the cut so i would say yes okay
1: yeah Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell, and because then also like because he wasn't in the room. It was not like he was in bed, at right. least that I saw. Right. And um, and then there was also he like she couldn't put her clothes back on because he was like they're covered in blood which also felt kind of
0: i know (laughs) it's like i don't think she
1: cares her clothes are covered in blood (laughs) and so she had to put on these other clothes so i I didn't know if that was like no she's naked because her clothes are covered in blood (laughs) (laughs) not because they had sex yeah i I was confusing
0: It, it it definitely was confusing and i i really liked the I the whole purpose was to get her in the the westernized outfit <laughs> and right. have her fighting in that which I enjoyed I thought that I thought that was like sure. symbolically that it looked very cool it yeah. worked really well how they got there felt super clumsy to me <laughs> so yeah.
1: I mean I do I, I wasn't like I didn't have any strong feelings for or against this like I didn't even, I didn't even know if I was going to call it a romance, like this connection. Right, yeah. Right? (laughs) But I do like the idea of him, like, presenting her with an option for a different future Mm -hmm. and her choosing against that instead of just by default, you know, like. Yeah. Like, she she made a choice one way or the other. Yeah.
0: I think that makes sense. I think at no point was it ever um, a choice that we believed she
1: would have made you know right
0: yeah yeah the yeah. whole time we were like you're not gonna you're not gonna right. kick it with this guy <laughs> so
1: sure sure um but yeah and i I agree like I, I like that the choice was made but it was clumsy getting there mm-hmm. similarly
0: yeah i think the other piece is for me was the uh Viola davis's uh bad guy um mm. just just a nothing of a person of a character like we yeah we learn nothing about him we see him like three or four times and each time it's just generic uh, mustache twirling bad guy kind of stuff sure. um and so I like for me that that felt not not a, again none of these things I think took away from the movie at all for me it was mm-hmm. just like oh if all of these things could have been tightened up a little bit this movie would have been just. Top of the list type thing. So yeah. um none of it bothered me. It was just things that I was just like, yeah, this feels like a Gina Prince by the Wood movie to me. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. I almost wonder if the villain wasn't as fleshed out because to do so would have maybe made the movie a rated R movie.
0: I think that makes sense, um I think digging into the slave trade aspects of it a little bit more could have fleshed him out of 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 almost seen like the counterpoint to j- jump Boyega's character of what what they're having to do to survive in this world <laughs> um yeah. would have given it a little more um i j- just a little more depth, but yeah. again, there's a lot of other things in this movie that it's trying to do, so not trying to add on something at all here but
1: um this was the first thing I've seen John Boyega in outside of a Star Wars movie. Oh, wow. I, I think. Yeah, I'm looking through his IMDb. And there's a bunch that I need to still see. Like, I still need to see Attack the Block. Yeah. I still need to see um, Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but this is my first um, John Boyega film that wasn't Star Wars. And I, you know, he's great. I love John Boyega.
0: He's great. In this, he's playing, I feel like, kind of a basic kind of campy character (laughs) so um he's not getting the scenes that i think everybody else is which is fine but i think he is a a great actor that uh is really i think lending some of the star power to this movie a lot
1: yeah also um i i went and looked up the wikipedia page for this movie to see like what parts of it were historically accurate and which parts like mm, yeah. might not have been <laughs> um did you do any of that
0: yes so this has been a big debate um i actually not even a debate this has been a big thing around the marketing of this movie this marketing um makes it seem like it's them against the white people and so this is all just a, them anti-slave trade against yeah. uh the people who are coming to enslave them when obviously in reality there's a much uh more entwined uh Level to the slave slave trade, which is totally. tribes making slaves of other people. Uh, of other tribes and then also selling them for the europeans Mm -hmm. and the americans so i think a big right-wing push for this movie was boycott this movie because it doesn't uh accurately show that these are the bad guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but i do i do think like this is a time period that this culture where there there is a lot of conflict around it and i think they did cut it off and then they go back to it later on i think that maybe the next King, a couple Kings down the line kind of a thing. So it is back and forth. This isn't as tidy um, mm-hmm. as the movie makes it seem, but. Um,
1: right. It seemed like the movie itself, I think did a, at least from like my point of view, view a fair enough version job at saying like, this is complicated, right? Yeah. Like that this is, this is not, there's no like clear cut, like these are heroes and these are, you know, not heroes. Um, like everyone kind of has a hand in this. Um, the the only part where it does feel like tidy is I think specifically with the John Boyega character, where like they make his character I think probably the most noble for storytelling reasons. Yeah,
0: it didn't bother yeah. me all that much. Um, sure. As as historical epics go, I would say this is probably more on the accurate side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, but overall, I think I think making it more gray would have made this movie more interesting to me. Um, sure. but again, we're, we're going with kind of the base level here, which works.
1: Yeah. So, And you know, it, you're, it is a push and pull of like the more gray and complicated you make a movie, like uh, likely the better it might be, but it also might be harder to reach, you know, as yeah. many people as a story like this should be reaching. And yeah. so, Yeah.
0: And if you're going to do that, that is the whole... That has to be the whole focus of the movie. Like, you're not going to have time for really anything else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And And I
0: enjoyed everything that they spent time on in this movie, so... I think
1: that was my biggest surprise from this movie. Again, I kind of went in really hoping this wasn't going to be, like, just fight... I thought it was going to be more of a war movie. Yeah. And it was much more of a training movie. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy for that. Like, to focus on this character like finding herself finding this found this this family unit um and weaving in then the politics the war the the you know historical yeah. aspects of the of the time um but having the main focus of the movie be really character driven um i love that that it played out that way
0: yeah i agree with you well i am both surprised and very glad that we both really enjoyed this movie me too <laughs> um this could have gone the other direction very easily so <laughs> we would love to hear from you guys about your thoughts on the movie so you can h- find us on twitter at feeling it pod and sandra where can we find you individually
1: you can find me on all social media platforms at sandra Omstutz. my last name is spelled a-m-s-t-u-t-z
0: and you can find me everywhere at loose and stuff Bye-bye. bye bye
1: Thank you. Bye now. Goodbye.
0: Go away. I'll see you soon, okay?
1: That's it. Go home? Yep. Yeah. Moving along, Padre.
0: Goodbye, old friend.
1: That's it. That's
0: our show for tonight, people.